0: Hi and welcome to the Valspod, covering the 2020 Valspar Championship like a fresh coat of paint. The Valspod is your home for everything you need to know about the Valspar Championship. We're the most colorful tournament on the PGA Tour. I'm Tobin Walsh. This week we talked to the star of PGA Tour Live, Taryn and We talked to Taryn about our notable commitments to date, like Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Gary Woodland, and of course our defending champion, Paul Casey. We get her advice on how a spectator might spend the day here at Copperhead. Taryn also talks about her philanthropic passions like the Alzheimer's Association. And lastly, we talk about a perfect paint color for a room in her house. So are you ready? Let's tee off pleased to welcome PGA Tour Live's Taryn Gregson to the show. Hey Taryn, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great, thanks for having me.
0: Oh, it's our pleasure, it's our pleasure. So for our fans that aren't quite as familiar, so when I think of all your work that you're putting out there to the world, Taryn, first of all, I'm I'm a huge consumer of it, I love it. You're all over PGA Tour Live, um, but I associate you primarily to two pieces of content that I I really like, and I think our audience will as well. the first one is the takeaway, and the second one that I love and we'll get to more is the good, bad, and unusual. So, if you if there's listeners that aren't quite as familiar as I am, can you give us a brief uh, summary of those two shows that you do?
1: Well, thank you for all the love, and we appreciate uh, you watching the shows. But yeah, um, as you said, I'm on PGA Tour Live, which is our live streaming broadcast here at the PGA Tour that you can view on NBC Sports Gold. But my primary prim, primary, uh, job is to do The Takeaway and The Good, Bad, and Unusual. The Takeaway is a nightly show that we post on PGA Tour social media and PGATour.com Thursday through Saturday. And it's a recap of what happened that day Um, the action from the tournament I try to make it fun so it's not just it's not a highlight rip you can go see our highlights on our website as well but it's kind of a here's the storylines of the day and if anything goofy or wacky happened uh, we'll let you know as well so it's it's fun and it's entertaining and that kind of spins into what the good bad and unusual is that's a weekly show that gets posted every Monday to PGA Tour YouTube and social media And that is a overall encompassing what happened this week, um, whether it's at the tournament or on social media, that was good, bad or unusual. And we definitely load up on the unusual that we put in that show. And um, it's a lot of fun and we, we enjoy engaging with the fans on it as well.
0: Yeah, you can tell. I mean, I always when I watch, I always think to myself, Taryn is definitely smiling and laughing in the background as she's cutting these clips up because you're having a lot of fun. It sounds like.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, We've got some wacky stuff that makes it in the show, whether it's, you know, a player gets a lucky shot that bounces off of the bulkhead and, you know, goes next to the hole or maybe it's an unlucky bounce or um, it's a funny fan swing on social media or um something that you know phil mickelson who is just him and max homa are killing it on social media right now they're giving us all kinds of content so we let people know what happened that week
0: no kidding and so i asked you to come on um in connection to our lead up to the 2020 valspar championship that's here in our tampa area at our beautiful copperhead course at Innisbrook resort um are you going to be down here by chance
1: I am not sure yet I haven't gotten my Florida swing schedule yet but if I'm not there you know I'll be in the PGA Tour studios
0: well we're a week after the play yeah we'll join you either way but we'd love to have you you were a week after the players so I figure you're gonna be at near home and so you'll be itching to kind of get on the road so maybe we might see you around
1: it's possible
0: all right I'll hold you to it non-committal <laughs> the non-commitment commitment I'm used to that uh, so so listen back to the shows you host the takeaway Um You've probably watched more golf, certainly than I have, probably more than many of our listeners have at this point in the early season. Any kind of takeaways from you, a couple brief uh, highlights that you've seen so far?
1: Uh, Yeah, that's a good question. You know, so far, our players um, at the start of 2020 have really had to battle some weather. So that's been interesting to watch them battle the high winds in Hawaii. And um, on the West Coast, you never really know what you're – going to get out there. So it's interesting because, um, you know, players that perform well on the West Coast, that doesn't necessarily translate to the Florida swing. If a player is hot, it could, but, you know, we're dealing with different grasses, different conditions. So sometimes you start to see a new player emerge once we make our way to the Florida swing. So that's always kind of fun to have that transition. But um, I think the highlights, particularly of the fall, Heading, you know, finishing up 2019. That's still a part of our 2019-2020 season. Brendan Todd, you know, winning twice is just, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's incredible. And the President's Cup was just phenomenal. So getting to watch uh, getting to watch Todd come out and do that and um, just the United States and the international team really going back and forth was a lot of fun. Obviously, Tiger Woods looked really good at the President's Cup. And got a lot of people excited about that. Um, but we also saw a lot of young guys come out and win in the fall. A lot of um, Corn Ferry Tour graduates playing well, you know, like Alanto Griffin going on to win. But even if they didn't win, they were in contention and performing. So no matter what kind of field any tournament is going to get upcoming, we know we've got um, some strong players to go out and watch.
0: Boy, that's the truth. I mean, coming into 2020, I I could imagine you sitting in this PJ Studios, namely the President's Cup, me watching it at home with my children or you watching it in the cut room going, oh, my God, like, how could we cut this down? Because there's so many highlights here. There's so much good stuff. I mean, what a great position to be in.
1: Yeah, that's a good problem to have for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: kidding. Okay, so let's turn to the zany. This is the stuff I absolutely can consume all day, all night. In fact, I've probably done too much of it in the lead up to this session with you, Taryn. Is the good, bad, and unusual. And I'm not. I'm sure you've you know you've done this for a long time, right? So you've peeled through all these clips. Now we're talking about Valspar, and I'm gonna take you through what my favorite Valspar unusual is, and to see if it rings a bell with my awful puns that I'm gonna use. It's officially my favorite. And it involves, <laughs> it involves some, you know, flying animals that aren't birdies or eagles. Do you know what one I'm talking about from last year? Uh,
1: you're putting me on the spot here with this. I like this quiz. Um, no, I don't think I know. So there was, a
0: <laughs> okay. I win this one. You get the golf knowledge. I get the zany <laughs> random trivia. So at Valspar last year, there was a a bird of prey that's called an osprey that that are all over our course actually they're part of the cool appeal of the course down here and it swoops down into a local lake uh, a lake on the course grabs a fish but can't lift back off the ground it finally gets back off the ground about five feet in the in the I think the NBC cameras picked it up and so the commentators were following this it drops the fish in the middle of the fairway it's perfectly now physique.
1: I... It's yeah, coming it's per- back to me. Okay, you got <laughs> it.
0: So it's perfectly positioned by the by the the Hooters' owl's nest, which serves all you can drink beer all day, right? So you, you can imagine the crowd. A guy jumps out from the crowd, runs into the fairway, grabs the fish, puts it back safely in the lake, and all is forgiven. And I think your comment at the end, and I encourage all my listeners to go YouTube this um, on Terrence's feed, is, okay, he goes and claps everybody's hand that he can find, and he had just thrown a fish back in the lake. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. And we love our fans. That gives us a lot of good content in the Good, Bad, and Unusual, the fans and – how they react uh, to obviously not just golf, anything that happens at a tournament.
0: Yeah, it was great. It was lovely. And it's from our Valspar 2019. So again, we're talking to PGA Tour Live's Taryn Grayson. I encourage everybody that's listening to go follow Taryn on your favorite social media platform. She's great. Follow, she's good content, and she comes to you routinely weekly from PGA Tour Live. Um, So let's turn on to the course between the ropes here. So there's some notes. Well, our field is still filling out, of course, for the 2020 Valspar Championship, as they normally do. Uh, but we have some really, um, really notable commitments already early of some top guys. So what I'm going to do, Taryn, if it's okay with you, I'm going to say uh, the names of some guys that I've noted. You just tell me kind of what comes to your mind when I say their names. It could be golf-related. It could be anything. Okay? okay? Deal? All right. Deal. Number one in the world, Brooks Koepka coming. What do you think?
1: I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see Brooks get back out there. Um, You know, what immediately comes to mind right now is his description of his excruciating knee injury and recovery. And we didn't see him at the President's Cup. So you knew it had to be, um, you know, something that he had to take seriously. So I'm excited to see how he comes back out and performs.
0: Yeah, I will say my wife's pretty excited about Brooks' appearance. (laughs) I don't know if if anybody's watching and doesn't know what I'm referring to. He was part of ESPN's body issue. And let me just say, you can't fake his game, but you also can't airbrush those pictures. That guy is really put together, I'll tell you that. Um, Okay, second name. Enough of that, right? Uh, Second name, Dustin Johnson. He was here last year making his second appearance with us. What do you think?
1: I mean, obviously, uh, a phenomenal player to have in your field. Um, something that comes to mind that struck me early here in 2020 is that Dustin Johnson said that he thinks that he should have double the amount of wins in his career, meaning he has 20 already, meaning he thinks he should have 40 PGA Tour victories by this time in his career. And that's um, that's pretty <laughs> insane to think about. And it just shows a how good of a player he is and b you know, just how competitive he he is and how seriously he takes his job um i know he's got that nonchalant kind of attitude that he has but i think that works that's his personality but um you know he obviously takes the sport seriously and he thinks that he should be uh one of the best to ever play
0: yeah i tell you what i when he came last year i was really impressed with how he played the 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 knowledge here is hit the fairway, right? Which sounds really easy. The underlying knowledge is it depends where in the fairway you hit, you could be dead in the middle of the fairway and have an awful approach. And for a guy that plays here the first time, I thought he might struggle even though he'd hit the ball. Well, cause I mean, it could be very frustrating to land in, in the fairway and not have a good approach. He played so well. I mean, the last day he had a little bit of hiccup um, and kind of fell back. He was in the, the part of the last uh, grouping with Paul Casey, but man, I was so impressed with his demeanor. I, He's just an impressive guy. And I think coming back again, he's got a shot. I think most of the odds on favorite, he's probably the odds on favorite, I'd say. Yeah,
1: uh, course management from him is great. And if you're a fan out there watching him, just watch his swing. His flexibility is out of this world. And until you try and replicate that yourself, you just don't even understand how insane it is.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Most of us wouldn't try for fear of injury. Okay, <laughs> next one, uh, Gary Woodland. Uh, what do you think, of Gary?
1: Gary is such a fun player to root for. The fans, he's a fan favorite because of his personality. Um, you know, really, that personality came out a lot last year at the Waste Management Phoenix Open with. Amy set and that uh, up and down for par that was heard around the world. And those two and their relationship has really blossomed and taken off all over of social media. And it's really cool to see that. And, you know, of course, going out and winning the U.S. Open. He's just been a player that you knew was destined to do well and to just build his resume. And we're starting to see that come to fruition for Gary. So he's one of those players that can win any week.
0: Yeah, he's, he just won me over last year and maybe I'm a bit of a Fairweather fan in that regard because he finally won a major and blah, 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 blah. And then I kind of backed up into the Phoenix open human interest story and I'm a big sap for that kind of thing. So he full on got me now. I will tell you, Zach Johnson, he's my number one guy. But if there were a 1A, Gary Woodland's kind of 1A for me. So I, I concur with everything you're saying. So lastly, um, I'd be remiss to not mention our two-time defending champion, Paul Casey. What do you think of Paul Casey?
1: Hey, why not make the third, right, for Paul? He can oh, do it. Oh, man. No
0: kidding.
1: Yeah, Paul, Paul is a phenomenal player. And honestly, it's kind of crazy to think that he only has three PGA Tour victories. I mean, obviously, he has more international victories to add to that given, um, you know, that he plays internationally, but, uh, Paul is a phenomenal player and he was in contention at the tour championship, the season ending tour championship at East Lake this past year. Um, and kind of notoriously grabbed the wrong club, uh, coming into 18 on Saturday, totally botched his approach shot and kind of put himself, out of the tournament after that. Um, And we all know that Rory McIlroy went on to win, but Paul is a great player and him and his caddy, Johnny Longsox's, his nickname, Johnny Longsox McLaren, are just a bundle of joy. Those two guys are, they're like a comedy troupe together out there. They're hilarious. They're entertaining. Um, We should mic those guys up (laughs)
0: because
1: they're a good time.
0: Hey, I know some people, and actually I get I get to talk to Paul. He's going to be on site at Ennisbrook at Copperhead's course uh, in the lead-up to the to the the big day. So I'll have to tell him he said that and make the soft, gentle suggestion that he should be mic'd up. Now, if he's <laughs> not mic'd up, you'll see the true pull I have with my people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, All I, mean, right. Paul, I don't know if he'll go for that. Uh, I think they like to keep what they say.
0: Oh, there's, yeah. apps. <laughs> there's enough mics around. I feel like we catch almost everything anymore anyway. So, hey, uh, one last thing, and I thought this was interesting perspective that you could provide, maybe better than anyone else. Um, one of the things, when people ask me, you know, why would I want to come to the course and deal with the traffic and parking and walking and blah, 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 when I could just watch it on NBC or the Golf Channel, whatever, uh, on the replays, on your highlight show. It, and I say two things. Number one, going to a professional golf event, for me, I'm astounded at how up close you can get to just see how great these guys are. And I'm not talking about just like, you know, when you play with the really good guy from the office that can, you know, hit birdies. I'm talking about how just historically worldwide great these guys are. And I thought I would ask you about that very phenomenon because you're married to a professional golfer I know who's trying to, you know, break the ranks of the PGA Tour. I mean, just give us some insight about what these guys have to do to be absolutely this good.
1: Yeah, it's a really fine line, and even you know, not to, not to disparage the office uh, scratch player that can go out there and, and uh, hit you know, make a lot of birdies, those guys are good too. But it's not even close to the level of the guys that are out there, even on the mini tours, just trying to make it onto the Corn Ferry Tour or the PGA Tour. Um, it's they are just leaps and bounds better than you would ever even imagine. And then once they get to those professional ranks, I mean, it's a fine line between the skill level and the mental game, quite frankly, uh, between the mini tours, the Corn Fairy Tour and the PGA Tour. I mean, we've seen that the guys that are on the Corn Fairy Tour can graduate and come win right away on the PGA Tour because they are all that good. And you really, you can, you can see that on TV, yes, but it's just a different perspective whenever you see it in person. And I think that the biggest indicator of how you can really see how good these guys are is how they get themselves out of trouble. You know, they take a situation that any of the rest of us would likely make a bogey or worse, and they can turn it into a birdie or a par save opportunity. And sometimes you can't really see on TV just how in trouble they are. You can definitely see it whenever you're in person. And I tell people, not even if you're not a huge, you know, golf nerd, and you're not out there just trying to, you know, see pure golf shots, it's just a really cool and different sporting event experience. It's not like any other sporting event you've ever been to. Um, I equate it to having 18 different, you know, basketball courts or 18 different football fields, and um, you can go out there and you can make the experience anything that you want. I always tell people to kind of mix it up a little bit to make sure and walk around the course, but also find like a fun area that you can post up and watch players come through a hole, Um, go out and sample the food and the food trucks that are on the course. There's just so much else to an event and you can be out there an entire day. It's not just two hours or whatnot. So, and to your point, you can get so close to these players you can give them a high five you can fist pump them as they walk from the green to the tee and then if you have kids they can get their autographs after they finish up playing so it's just um a really personalized experience that you just you don't get unless you're sitting like courtside at a lakers game which let's face it not (laughs) that many of us can do that
0: hey well we can endeavor to be you know we can endeavor to do that in the future maybe but no you're (laughs) right taryn i mean we're talking to uh pga tour lives taryn gregson on the phone now Um, i totally agree with you the personalized experience coupled with the amenities that are on the course are just unbelievable and something i didn't expect at my first professional tournament so uh, tickets are still available if anybody's listening and wonders should i go i think taryn's endorsement is exactly what i would endorse as well and like she said there's so much to do other than just the golf so taryn if it's okay with you you know we've tested your golf knowledge you've passed that course let's talk about some of the other you know fun things about the Valspar Championship that's coming up here in March and one of the other winners that isn't chasing a little white ball into the hole is our local charities here in the Tampa area and i know that as people come through our show what we're asking them to do is talk about some of their philanthropic passions that um you know that that we should consider because at the end of the day the, the Valspar Championship and the PGA Tour is all about charity. And what we've done over the last three years, we've donated more than $2 million to local Tampa-based charities. So I'll give you the floor and just ask you to talk with our listeners about what uh, philanthropic efforts you get behind.
1: Sure. I, first off, I, that's a great point. I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize is that when they are going to a PGA Tour tournament, everything their ticket, what they're purchasing at the concession stands and the merchandise tent – all of that is having an impact right there directly in their local community. So the PGA Tour is a, is a charitable organization, and we give back in each community that we play in each and every week. So there are millions of dollars donated to those local, to those local communities that we are in. And so it's, you can give back by just simply going and having fun at a tournament and you're going to have a direct impact in the community that you live or that you're visiting. So that's really cool. And that's really unique um, as well to any other sport. So um, it's an honor for me to work for an organization that does that. And, you know, you can speak to what Valspar does, but the PGA tour, I mean, it's any sort of organization that they're giving back to, whether it's um, veterans or uh, in the military or children or anything that you can think of myself in particular I do a lot of work um, in advocacy for the Alzheimer's Association and just um, you know trying to find a cure for Alzheimer's in general so I do a lot of that through the golf community as well so if people follow me um, they can get involved with me I've got a couple projects upcoming that I can't quite say yet but people <laughs> should um, stay tuned. And I also have a PGA Tour Walk to an Alzheimer's team that I do each and every year, and the fans have been so amazing. I've raised almost just in the past two years um, almost $15,000 just from fans um, getting involved in that Walk to an Alzheimer's team. So it's um, it's just amazing to see. And there's so many people that come up to me whenever I'm out at PGA Tour tournaments and say, "Hey, I have a connection to Alzheimer's. I lost." My mother-in-law, I lost my grandfather, you name it. And then, you know, the golfing world just lost Pete Dye and Mm he, you know, lost his battle to Alzheimer's. So it really touches so many of us in so many different ways. And it's um, amazing to see the golf community get involved.
0: Wow, that's that's a powerful message, and I you know I commend you for your efforts, and not only the efforts, you know it's not just the PGA Tour, it's it's people like you, it's people that are all involved with the game, the players, you know the, the commentators, anybody up and down the game. There's always a philanthropic passion that lies behind the person, and that's why as they come through and talk about Valspar with us, um, and we go and we donate to their local communities. I love to talk about that because that's the, the ultimate hidden win, uh, hidden winner in this whole game. Paul Casey's hoisted the trophy twice and there's been $4 million in those two years donated to local charities. and Nobody should forget that. And I also commend you for the work in Alzheimer's as somebody that's personally impacted by that as well. So, uh, you know, good on you. I really appreciate the work you're doing. And hopefully we'll see those announcements if you follow Tarrant Gregson. Okay. Um, so a couple of other more fun topics, okay? Uh one of the events that always draws a big crowd here, we have Valspar Live, and that's presented by Chick fil A, where we bring in a big name musician. They take over a driving range and everybody can come and listen to them. This year it's Chris Young um so he's a big country artist i don't know if you're familiar
1: yeah love chris young that is awesome that might be like the one way you get me to come out this year no i'm just Ah. kidding
0: (laughs) okay so so wait so if you're down here and you're going to the concert one of the points of contention with my wife is always you know what do i wear and so I'm, i'm gonna ask you cowboy boots or a cowboy hat or neither uh
1: probably neither for me
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right all right as a girl
1: from the midwest i definitely own cowboy boots but come on if you're coming from the golf tournament what time is this concert if you're coming from the golf tournament. yeah so i would be hanging out at the golf tournament and then just go straight to the concert yeah i I would be wearing what i wore to the golf tournament and you know what this is a good topic because as a girl i feel like i can give some advice on this a lot of people ask me what should i wear to a golf tournament Be comfortable. You're going to be out there walking around all day long. So, girls, please don't wear heels. Please don't wear heels to the golf tournament. Wear some comfortable tennis shoes or sandals. Bring sunscreen. A lot of tournaments, I know you guys do as well, have sunscreen stations um, set up throughout the course as well to help people out um, with that. Wear a hat. You know, just be smart about the fact that you're going to be outside in the summer sun and heat for several hours that day.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, it's great feedback as somebody who's walked tons of courses. And th- But there's only one thing you forgot the valspar championship is the most colorful tournament on the pga tour mm-hmm. so amongst That's all so of that exactly we need bright colors vibrant uh, you know let the world see not only the beautiful green grass that our grounds crew works on but the the spectators and oranges and lavender and all the beautiful colors of the rainbow that, that the florida sun can show right
1: yeah well i'm a huge fan of brightly colored golf clothes just in general i that's kind of what my entire wardrobe <laughs> is. So uh, I highly support that.
0: Awesome. Well, lastly here, I know uh, you got to go. Uh, one of the things, uh, so I just mentioned the color in the tournament. So let's do this. I am I, I, a little bit ahead of you here because I'm actually looking at the 20, Valspar. I picked it up at Lowe's last night. Valspar's 2020 colors of the year. And I wondered, do you have any rooms in your house you're considering painting this year? And, and can I help you with the color palette? So is, is that on cool. the docket this year?
1: Uh, it might be. I actually, we actually just moved into to a new house and had our rooms painted. So, okay. but, you know, I'm never going to leave that out of the mix. My husband is working on a golf room currently so you could help us with
0: that okay well i'm looking at the colors of the year so I, i'm assuming so normally i would pick probably something that's pretty bland but the colors of the year are telling me that the, there must be sort of pastel-y stuff in into your bright color hue that you like in clothing maybe you can translate that so um you'll have to you know jot these down and google them later in the office there's a the secret moss is pretty cool it's like a gray green Ooh, or, I like you that. want to go a little bluer? And I know you you seem to be a fan of blue to me. Secluded, oh, yeah. secluded Garden, I think would be all right. But they'll pick up your 2020 colors of the year from Valspar at Lowe's and you can get a head start on your golf room. That sounds lovely. But I can also be a consultant on any electronics, right? So if he's got a great golf simulator, I'd love to try that.
1: <laughs> we don't have a <laughs> golf simulator i haven't let him get that yet <laughs>
0: we're, right, well,
1: we're in florida we've got the real life thing like that's all around true. what us, am i talking so. about
0: yeah what am i talking but about
1: i do have to say toby that you're gonna have to get me some valspar contacts because if this whole golf broadcasting thing doesn't work out for me i would love to name colors i think that that would be really cool
0: Okay, so give me a color you might name. Give me so the I'm gonna give you so in the blue family. Give me uh so so my impression is Valspar always ends with the color name, so it's like mm. equestrian blue. So give me give me a, a quick off the cuff Taryn Gregson blue hue color.
1: Ocean wave blue.
0: I like it. Okay, I'll I talk- feel
1: like I can do better than that. That was kind of that was kind of lame. I can do better than that, but I'll have to think about it.
0: Okay, well, we'll hold you to that because I'm hoping you're going to set foot on the Copperhead course at Innisbrook Resort in March for the Valspar Championship. But until then, Taryn, uh, I really appreciate you joining us. Again, for those who are listening, please follow, follow Taryn's work, not only with PGA Tour Live, but also on her social outlets. It's at Taryn Gregson. And if you don't know how to spell that, it, it's T E R Y n g-r-e-g-s-o-n any social platform and you'll be glad you did so taryn i really appreciate you taking the time um and in passing if you're down here we can't wait to see
1: you oh thank you so much Toby. i can't wait for the Valspar bar ennis brook is an amazing course and everybody should go check it out
0: all right thank you so much have a great day Thank you for joining the Valspar Spot, covering the Valspar Championship like a fresh coat of paint. For more information, go to ValsparChampionship.com, Ennisbrook.com, or by following at Ennisbrook or at ValsparChamp on your favorite social media platform. I'm Tobin Walsh. I'm putting the clubs in the trunk. Join me again next week.